1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to The Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. Uh, I'm Don, with me as always is Blake. Call the breaking news singer, Don. What? Breaking news? Call the breaking news singer. Just just talk over it. Go. It's trying. It's breaking news. This just in to the Crypto uh, Hidden Zoo podcast newsroom digital action center team right now. From right now. From 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 micetimes.asia. Filed to incredible. We bring you. In the United States, captured the movement of the Bigfoot. The authenticity of the video may be questionable. The network is gaining popularity video received in the current month somewhere in the northern United States. A young couple was at home and suddenly saw in the window of the strange anthropomorphic silhouette. The guy with the girl decided to go out to see who it is walking. It is, it is not a Bigfoot? Apparently, our heroes live right near nature because the video shows a snow-covered field and forest nearby. Once outside, the Americans soon saw large footprints in the snow. Moving on, in love at some point, (laughs) notice the front is covered with a dark-haired humanoid creature crossing on its hind legs in snow-covered area. Of course, the couple immediately assumed it is about Sasquatch. Spelled like a uh, like a bigfoot made a quiche. S a s q u a c h. He likes that. It's like a like a fancy French bigfoot. Squash. Je suis un squash. Je suis bigfoot. <laughs> Our heroes approach the alleged bigfoot on safe. In their opinion, the distance to get to capture it on camera phones. Then a mysterious creature suddenly turned and went to the people. After that, the hapless operators, sure thing, ran away with loud cries, as would probably many of us. They say, still frightened by the encounter with the possible Bigfoot, but glad that they were able to record with the image of this mysterious monster. It is noteworthy that in this area, quite often, you see these ape, all caps, like creatures, and for this reason often attracts hunters of Bigfoot from all over America who want to see take video or even shoot the legendary relic hominid not all the regulars of the world wide web believe that in front of us footage of a real bigfoot skeptics argue if we are talking about a hoax first it supposedly indicates low quality of the recording in our days when smartphones have excellent cameras the americans have not found a decent mobile phone hey fuck you yeah you're making them yeah mine's fine it's like 12 megapixels Anyway, and secondly, the witnesses do not behave too realistically that is reminiscent of bad acting. However, many commentators felt that it was still a snowman, and to remove it efficiently, like, really hard. (laughs) Especially in this situation when the couple initially assumed it's a Sasquatch, but because it was the anxiety and why it was acting so unnatural. Dot, dot, dot. Dot. And that's it. 
disease. I guess we're waiting for more. And to remove it efficiently, like, really hard. That's, like, really hard. I like that they, they can put in that little, like, like. They can, they can get that Americanism in there. Nailed that. God. And to remove it to efficiently, remove it efficiently like, like, really hard. Really hard. Like, really hard. And under the video on mine is an ad for sex offender alert. Uh, mine is an ad for a hoodie that looks like a suit of medieval armor. Does a predator underline live near you, question mark? Yes. View your area now. And they show some rough-looking photos from these dudes. Yeah, mine is just a, just a nerd and a real stupid-looking hoodie. That's it. And we're not going to watch the video because it can't be better than this incredible... Mm-hmm right up and just the just the like the the image the load picture or whatever it just looks like a dude in his snow jacket with his hood up like okay but this is written by the same guy who writes all the pamphlets that come with the electronics (laughs) i I buy on amazon please to be noticing usb goes into usb port thank you to make happy please plug port into speaker for pleasant condition, unwrap item thusly. <laughs> Do not eat in taste of mouth. <laughs> Eating not recommended. Yeah, something. So, it's like they only have the one, the one thing, <laughs> like the, the one Google image, tra- not Google image, <laughs> the Google Translate that is restricted by the Chinese government that only translates things a certain way. Yeah, just just into that exact same kind of overly wordy broken english like the the reason i love that is because like bad translations are almost always funny no matter what language they're coming from but that one is just a special it takes things to a new level however it is about getting getting english from chinese makes it the same Mm -hmm. diversely weird where it's that same there's extra words yep well, they, you get exactly what they mean, but they use <laughs> a strange verb to do so. They put too many conjunctions just because they don't have that many, I guess. It's like, this is fun. Or <laughs> sprinkle them in. This is what Americans do, right? They just, it's just a little salt and pepper, just a little spice, a couple of does, some extra intos. Pow! Yeah, that's what t- k- kicks it up to another level. Take it up a notch. Bam! <laughs> The Guy Fieri of translation. That was that's Emerald. I know, but Guy Fieri would make an off the chain Chinese English translation. <laughs> this is on fire. <laughs> Every other word would be donkey. <laughs> Every other word would be donkey. Into pleasure with donkey sauce on tongue of mouth. <laughs> this is a kick in the brain. Woo! <laughs> and then all the Chinese people would be wondering why this strange man. Has his visor on backwards and his sunglasses on the back of his head. He seems like he would just smell like peanut oil or something. All the time. Like some kind of cooking oil he would just kind of smell like. No, I feel like he would smell like like butter and Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> he's just, he's been off, he, or he's just been eating wings next to a fryer <laughs> his entire life. He only breaks to go on, on the road <laughs> and on camera. Like he'd. He'd reach in his pocket to pay for something at Rite Aid and just would pull out a handful of blue cheese. Oh, how'd this get in here? <laughs> hey, hey, guy, we're about to roll. Oh, hold on. I'm almost, I'm almost done with this. Guy, okay. 
action. Oh, oh hey, welcome to Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dine. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Choked on a bone. Then you take his money, and then your hands would feel kind of oily, and you'd smell your fingers. Like, oh, ranch. Oh, man. Money had ranch on it. Ugh. So he's like the Pizza the Hut of buffalo wings. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Yeah, pretty much. He's just made of wings. You shake his hand, it would be kind of just too warm and clammy. Mm-hmm. Then it would smell like chicken. There, you know, there are a lot of different comedic uh, takes on on uh, on Guy Fieri, but I think we may have discovered a new one. He just, just all, everything he touches leaves like a food residue. <laughs> he's just a hot wings golem. <laughs> he's returning. He's making a return at Nordstrom's, like some pants, and they just throw them away. <laughs> Like, there's nothing wrong with them. They just, they just smell like turkey. You can always tell where he's been because he leaves, like, greasy orange footprints. You just... <laughs> They're like, why is this booth full of Cheeto dust? Oh, it's Guy. That's his normal booth. Now, when he scratches his beard instead of that white dandruffy stuff, just orange Cheeto flakes come out. <laughs> I mean, it looks like Cheeto flakes actually dried hot sauce. <laughs> But somehow that's even grosser. Yes, I know. Yeah. So we get another piece of news here. Uh, we have a news follow-up from local KSNB4, Hastings, Nebraska, on the Bigfoot Conference. We couldn't fucking go to. Yeah, they, all the press passes were taken. Yeah. We're going to go next year, though. On the, scene. The, the Bigfoot lady says, she says last line of the, of the report, she already has next year's speakers booked and dates selected. So we will be accepting applications to join our Bigfoot action response team. Yeah. So, and we haven't decided if, so we're definitely going to cosplay cryptids on the first day, but on the second day, we're going to be Bigfoot action response team. And we haven't decided if we're going to no, be, wait, wait, it's Bigfoot action response force. Barf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. It's barf team. Barf team barf. Team Barf. So, Barf. so Team Barf is either it's either going to be like us in shitty homemade like Splinter Cell Black Ops, or it's going to be us dressed like a superhero team of Bigfoot hunters. Yep, what, we came like, up with this. Yeah, with I'm like <laughs> muscle suits and capes. Like muscle suits and cakes, capes, <laughs> cakes. <laughs> like, we can bring a cake. Why not? Yeah, okay, we can eat it. Yeah. Like, but it, like finding Bigfoot if it was hosted by Jason Momoa and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> and uh, who's another big muscly superhero guy? Uh, the Rock. Yeah, The Rock. He would be the main host. We should. So if we pitch this, we want we should when we do our movie based on on Barf Team. <laughs> I like that Barf Team is uh, is is redundant because we're already the re- the force, but we're also a team. Barfoot Action Resistance Force Team. He would we'd, we'd get the Rock in to be part of the Barf Team. Yeah, and we'd have to have a dog. Oh, of course, we'd have Barf Dog. Right, Barf. <laughs> but he wouldn't see. He wouldn't barf. He would just feel vaguely insulted by everything. <laughs> Because we're all dressed like everything is foot themed. See, like we have we have like a footmobile, we have foot themed costumes, and to do- the foot cave. Yeah, we go to the foot cave, and then the dog is dressed like a large Sasquatch foot, and he hates it. He just he, and we have to drag him by his harness everywhere we go. He doesn't want to have anything to do with us. He doesn't want to go to Peoria, Indiana, and investigate an old timey circus accident. He, he's just <laughs> but but you know the circus accident, that's where we like our sidekick came from though. Footboy? Footboy. His parents died in an old timey circus accident. Beast of Bray Road killed it's his parents when it escaped. 
Maybe. We're not sure. <laughs> but he's trying to get his revenge on possibly the Beast of Bray Road. Possibly uh, one of those other goddamn circus cryptids. Are you listening, WB? Oh, man. If UPN was still a thing, we'd be a lock. That's, that's the other one. Yeah, was, yeah UPN. Oh, shit. And then we'll just get replaced by sexy teens who are actually 30. That would suck, though. They're all, they'd all be in high school for some reason. So, But uh, option three for barf is uh, steampunk barf. <laughs> barf team. Barf team, assemble. Barf team, I need your gears and Tesla coil-looking thingies and your multi-shaded goggles. This is my least favorite but also the most fun to make fun of because steampunk as an aesthetic. It's so the I same. I really want to like, but people ruined it. But it's it's like, <laughs> like it is like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen steampunk. I was down with that. That was super cool. Like it's Invisible hard. Man and, and yes, and uh, not Hulk, the other one, uh, the Mr. Uh, Hyde, Jekyll, <laughs> basically steampunk Hulk. Yeah, fighting zeppelins and all that. That was cool as fuck. But then it was just got to like middle-aged people gluing gears to shit it, it's so it's one of the nerdiest things i can imagine and i can imagine a lot of fucking nerdy things and steampunk what always has weirded me out about steampunk is that it was a genre before there was anything in the genre right it's like lord of the rings created high fantasy there weren't people running around dressed as elves and dwarves for no apparent reason and then tolkien was like i'm gonna write a novel like that yeah, it's it's more of a, a style with no substance. Yeah, and people have like backfilled the genre and put things yeah. into it that's kind of cool, but it predates any use of itself. Is that there's here's what this looks like, but what is it for? Yeah, and and so you get stuff like oh shit, what was that? Probably the only thing I can really think of is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, there Final Not Fantasy VI has a little bit of it, and uh, it's a little steampunky, and then there's this anime. Where they fly in, like, giant steampunk airships, and it's like Napoleonic War, but they have uh, steam-powered fighter jets. Oh, have you seen Steam Boy? No, I haven't seen Steam Boy. That's one. It's basically, yeah. it's like Akira, but with steam. I can't remember what this fucking... Well, God, I loved it, except until the last 20 seconds. It's one of those animes where everything is great, and then the ending is like, what? Wait, I think I watched a little bit of this. Yeah, I got I it. Hold on. Talking about. Hold I watched on. two episodes of it. Oh, I like Steampunk it. airplane anime. Steamboy was Steam Last Boy. Exile. Last Exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty good. I really like that one. But Steamboy is mostly just press. There's either not enough pressure or there's too much pressure. That's the and plot. There's people trying to turn big wheels. Big uh, I mean, and that's most of the movie. There's some cool shit in it, but that's just imagine someone yelling, "There's not enough pressure!" or there's too much pressure, and that's two hours of that. They're just turning the big gears because it's steampunk, so they have to have them. It looks cool. Yeah, I mean, I have I, there. I did see a guy at Gen Con a few years back who had steampunked out his electric wheelchair, which is kind of badass. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, it was pretty like he made use of what he had, but yeah, it's just eh, my big, it's whatever. My big problem with it is that people. Once they get a hold of that aesthetic, they overdo it. Yeah. Like, I like Victoriana. Don't get me wrong. But I guess I like the gothic side of Victoriana mm -hmm. more than steampunk. Like, I like dark, black, Jack the Ripper, Dracula shit. Hmm. Have you ever heard of Grease Punk? Which one is that? That's the one that would be up your alley. It's like steampunk for World War II. Oh, Diesel Punk. Yeah, Diesel Punk. That's it. 
Diesel Punk. Yeah, yeah. that's the 40s, which I love. That is because that's another thing where there's not a ton of content, but there's the aesthetic. Yeah, somebody looked at Steampunk and was like, "Let's move that forward about 70 years." Which I love that because that's and then there's Adam Punk, and that's like Fallout. That's Fallout exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we... I did see a dude once at I was I think it was either Emerald City or SakuraCon. The cons in, in Seattle, where he was. An older guy who was dressed like a... He basically was dressed exactly like that the hunter from the first Jumanji. Oh, yeah. Where he had just just that Victorian outfit with the big gray handlebar mustache <laughs> and the pith helmet. And then he had made uh, what looked like a, a, a musket railgun where he had like a, a big blunderbuss musket thing with a bunch of coils built <laughs> into it. Awesome. And it then went to a backpack that had a bunch of shit on it. And so it was kind of like he just picked one thing to make steampunk. Oh, the I, rest of them so just looked like a safari guy. I figured out a steampunk weapon. I figured out something that is got a bit of diesel punk in it. Uh, Hellboy. Yes. Yes, it does. When they're, especially when they're back in the, like any of the times when he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Back in World War II era. Yeah. And, and I would argue the, the Rocketeer a little bit. Little, yeah, anything that's Art Deco looking. Yeah, 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 it's 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 World War Two, little Art Deco ish, just or the old you know. uh, uh, like Commander Cody type stuff from the forties. Mm -hmm. Looks like that where it's space, but yeah. in the forties. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I could I could get behind a a Diesel Punk barf team. <laughs> okay, I have to, we have to make some patches. Oh yeah, regardless, that's, that's easy. A barf team. That's easy. I got a patch guy. With a, what do you do? You want to put the, like a Sasquatch foot or a Sasquatch face? Well, everything else is foot themed. So Sasquatch foot, yeah, like would be the patch, and then around it would say like Bigfoot Action Response Force. Yeah, <laughs> team at the bottom <laughs> with the the B A and the R F capitalized yeah. and the rest. Oh, lowercase. of course. But would it be like a foot like cut off at the ankle, or would it be a footprint? Oh, I was thinking footprint, but foot cut off at the ankle is funny. <laughs> but what if it's what if it's a footprint with like a, a foot? <laughs> well, that's what the footmobile looks like. I mean, that's what Bigfoot Nixon Batman's footmobile looks like. It's got to be what ours looks like too. That goes back. To, you got someone to draw that once, right? No, that was sexy Sasquatch. That was oh, uh, sexy Sasquatch. Was I need Tom. to get a hold of a comic book artist to do Bigfoot Nixon Batman. To draw us. I'll I'll tell him like here's the criteria. It needs to be. <laughs> If, if <laughs> well, he can't sound like it because you can't really convey that. I'll just say it's Bigfoot wearing an ill-fitting Batman costume, driving a car that is too small for him, shaped like a foot. <laughs> he he drives from the ankle, okay? Yeah, and he's just like poking out at the ankle. <laughs> next time, ne next next Sakura Khan you go to, go to Artist Alley, find someone doing commissions. That is endlessly funny to me to picture that. <laughs> he's driving with one hand and he's doing the I am not a crook peace sign with uh, the other. Hello, hippies. <laughs> Bigfoot coming through. <laughs> Chasing hippies in the footmobile. No, we're trying to save you because you're part of the natural world. Shut up, hippie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, you, yeah, you need to... Maybe I'll do that at Gen Con if you don't do it at Soccer Con or Emerald City or something. I'll, I'll find somebody who's willing to draw Bigfoot, Nixon, Batman. 
there's always somebody taking commissions. Yeah, like, oh, find one that I like their style. Yeah, and find somebody who's not like not super well known, so they don't charge you an arm and a leg. But, I have the, but an idea. they draw cool. It's the one who the person who made my President Taft writing. <laughs> yeah, you know, President Taft stuck in the bathtub writing an ankylosaur, which is one of my favorite pieces of of art that I've got. That's so good. That I just found randomly because the the artist said, "Yeah, somebody just had." was collecting commissioned images, commissioned artwork of presidents with dinosaurs. <laughs> and so this was my contribution. I got, I got Taft with an ankylosaur, and so I put him in a bathtub riding an ankylosaur. Oh, shit. I remember we were talking earlier about how we keep coming up with pilots when we were first discussing the idea of the barf team. Yeah, and, right. I, and the only one I could remember was, uh, was Cryptid Club, the anime, but presidents and dinosaurs. Oh yeah, we yeah. didn't have an which, idea for that. Which was that, that, that dinosaurs? I legit think that has some legs to it. Like I, we need to find a way to bring that to life, whether it's in comic book form or children's book or whatever. Oh, children's book! You're learning two things at once. What do you mean? So you're learning about dinosaurs and presidents. Oh yeah, yeah. You're learning about history, and Let's see now which dinosaur was most associated with murdering Native Americans. Which one would be uh, most appropriate? Which one would care? Well, certainly none of the ones with feathers. <laughs> so we're going. Let's go back to the Triassic, maybe. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Um, yeah, you got to go old school. Maybe it wasn't dinosaurs. Like maybe it was a Dimetrodon or something. Maybe there's like a Jacksonosaurus. <laughs> there's so many dinosaurs that there probably is one by now. <laughs> old Hickriosaurus. Yeah, old. Edward Drinker Cope really loved naming dinosaurs after reactionary presidents. <laughs> if he was still alive today, we would have a Trumposaurus. Trumposaurus. Oh, fuck. He got a cryptid for us? Oh, yeah. Is that what we're doing still? <laughs> 20 minutes of pretty good comedy. We could do 20 more minutes That's of cryptids. Mine's pretty short anyway. Okay, what you got? Well, the animal itself isn't short, but there's not a ton of information about it. The Let me find my window here. The Trinity Alps giant salamander. Okay, is an alleged cryptid from Northern California. Because the they have Alps found giant Northern. salamanders in Japan just recently. They do, like which a, I'm like a to. like they're a relic species. But okay, tell me yeah, about the Northern California giant salamander. This may surprise you, but that's going to be my real animal. Oh, sorry, <laughs> they're amazing. Yeah. So Trinity Alps is up in the kind of the Pacific coast of California, close to Oregon. It's a rather remote region. And there's only really one good account of the mysterious giant salamander from this area. Okay. What area of Northern California? Uh, Trinity Alps. I have no idea where the fuck that is. It is in the Shasta Cascade region in Trinity County. Trinity Alps. So it's like a ski resort area? Well, it just looks like it's near... It's just snowy peaks. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's not too far away from the Oregon border. The Trinity yeah. Alps are a mountain range in Siskiyou County and Trinity County in Northern California. They have it looks a, really pretty. They have a temporary glacier. Uh, a good article. Oh, and the, website, the, the Wikipedia page mentions the Trinity Alps giant salamander. Yeah. Really, the only documented sighting is from the 19... From 1920... 1920s? Mm. Wait, was it old-timey miners? 
He was hunt. This was a deer hunter. Oh, a big deer near the head of the New River. Man, saw five giant salamanders at the bottom at the bottom of a lake. Said they were five to nine feet in length. Holy fuck! That's a big error bar. That's yeah. That's that's, a, that's like that's almost a, that's an eighty percent margin of error. Well, I think it meant that there were multiple of them, all ranging from five. Oh, uh, okay. Not that he's like it was either five feet or eight feet or somewhere in between. He saw five of them that ranged from five, so maybe there's okay. one of each length. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. They were they were arranged like one of those insipid family car decals on the back of someone's shitty minivan. Yes, they lined up in order of length. I'm the big daddy salamander, and this is my wife salamander, and we have three little baby salamanders, and also a kitty. Oh, that's cute. I just want to I just want to rear end all of those cars. <laughs> and even especially almost the people who think that they're doing it in a way that's different, like, oh well, uh, mine aren't a stick figure family. Mine zombies is fuck you. That's that's worse. Well, in my neck of the woods, people put all their different kinds of guns on the back of their window. <laughs> have you seen that yet? Uh, nope. Where they have exactly that, but it's different rifles well, and handguns. Maybe I did, and I just assumed that they think of their family as different firearms. Huh. I guess they might not be literal. Maybe they're just, oh, it's a baby gun. Like, I'm, I'm, this, I'm a Barrett 50 cal, and yeah. my wife is a lever-action Remington. My son is a Beretta. My daughter is uh, a thirty-eight Special. So cute. Yeah, and what's the adorable. kitty? The kitty's a, a Red Rider a BB just, gun. Just a kitty. Just a kid. Still just a cat. A cat. <laughs> so <laughs> salamanders. Yeah. So this dude, he claims to have hooked one of them on a hook, but couldn't pull it out of the water because it's too big. I I I really wish there was more to the story because I want to know why the deer hunter had a large hook with him. I guess he had some fishing gear with him, too. Yeah, but, like, are you going to toss a fish hook and fit down to a five- to nine-foot salamander and, and, and expect to, like, because I'm envisioning that he was just like, oh, phew, it's a good thing I brought my meat hook. Wait, that explains. That never mind. I figured it out. <laughs> he now, was, this, the he, story from Frank L. Griffith. He was just going to drain the deer. That's what he was going to do. With it. He had a meat hook for the deer. Yeah. Okay, got it. The story resonated with with biologists in the U.S. because the we know about the the Japanese and Chinese giant salamanders, mm-hmm. and we have a few species in the U.S. We have the hellbender on the East Coast, which is <laughs> like a, a foot and a half. That's pretty big. Long. They're pretty big. They're and they're an aquatic wrinkly salamander. And in the Northwest, in the Pacific Northwest, we have the Pacific giant salamander, which is eh, like a foot long ish. Like a, it's like a really big tiger salamander, but not like Komodo size, like the the Asian ones. No, not remotely that big. So this generated interest in the U.S. and several expeditions have gone looking for them. So a herpetologist went to look in the fifties, did not find one, and then wait, Myers. Oh, there is a there is a herpetologist who wrote an article in the fifties claiming that in nineteen thirty nine. The commercial fisherman contacted him and had one tangled in his nets. And he actually studied this salamander for 30 minutes and noted that it was similar to but different from the Japanese and Chinese species. Uh, uh, oh, it was between 25 and 30 inches in length. So still okay. not huge. Yeah. Two, uh, two, two and a half, three feet. That's not bad. So it's still pretty big. But not five to nine. No. 
And then this, of course, got... It doesn't say what happened to it. Of course. And then there's a couple random claims of people having seen these things later on, but without, you know, specific attribution. Just, I saw me a big old lizard-looking yeah. thing. But then I realized it was actually an amphibian. People claiming to have, you know, pulled them up on uh, fishing and seeing something that was eight feet long and then turning it loose because they were frightened, etc., etc. Hmm. But nothing, you know, really attributable to, to a time and place. Just random. I'm most disappointed in the guy who claims to have the scientist. is like, oh, yeah, I saw one. Yeah, without much. Yeah, like, why? What happened to it then? Yeah, we, we, you have a responsibility, sir. Yeah. Also, he said it has spots. Aw, that's <laughs> adorable. Then, and, and Tom Slick, the guy we talked, we talked about him before about his his Bigfoot obsession. I don't think so. Renowned Bigfoot hunter Tom Slick, a millionaire character in the '60s, <laughs> who, was always, who was always looking for Yetis and funding Bigfoot bounties and things of that nature. Nice. And so he sent out a, 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 a expedition looking for one. They didn't find anything because they were out there looking for Bigfoot, and the Bigfoot hunters didn't want to look for a giant salamander. That's so they didn't really try very hard. And then several zoology professors have gone looking, haven't found anything. They found lots of the Pacific giant salamander, which is does exist. They, they find those all the time when they go looking. So I wonder That's if the a bit short of eight feet. I wonder if the hunter just. Like he, he, his perspective was way off. Like he thought the, the lagoon or whatever was further away than it was, mm-hmm. but, uh, maybe... but still those, the Pacific giant salamander is not aquatic. It's a terrestrial salamander. Oh. Well, maybe he just made it up. Maybe people tend to do that. Sometimes they do, but man, that would be kind of cool if we had an indigenous humongous salamander. Yeah. Let's see. Our biggest one is the hellbender, which is 22 inches long can grow. It can get almost two feet long. Hmm. And this, this is one I could totally see. We know salamanders exist. We know they can get very big. We know that mountains and forests in Northern California are easy to hide in. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, they list at the bottom, the sightings. Oh. That's nice. There's like a bullet point at the bottom. So we have one guy in 1920s, not specific. He's uh, still, in my mind, an old-timey miner. A five of them. He's like, whoo-hoo, carnation. <laughs> 1939. I, t- I tied my pickaxe to a rope and threw it down at him. <laughs> I was banging my bean pots. <laughs> Scare him away so he wouldn't eat me. Oh, no. Saw him in his gaping salamander maw. Carnation, big old gator. Oh, in the 1940s, somebody claimed he saw nearly a dozen giant salamanders in Hubbard Lake. Shit. Again, 1940s doesn't say when exactly. Lay him. Hmm. Yeah, so that's all there is on that one. Not a ton of information. No, there isn't. Which Hubbard is Lake. Hubbard not surprising, Lake? considering it's not there. Yeah, almost certainly not there. But, uh, shit. <clears throat> Tell us about the real ones, though. Oh, yeah, the, there's the, the giant salamanders. <laughs> They're all part, let's see, the same. Oh, that's uh, the Cryptobranchidae is the family, which includes our hellbender from mm-hmm. the northeastern United States. Also sometimes called a snot otter. Because it's like an otter and it's gooey. Why wouldn't they call it a snotter? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That's a way better term. Yeah, snotter. snotter. They need us around because we name cool things like the Bigfoot Action Response Force Team. I know, I can't wait for that patch. 
Bigfoot Action Response Force. I swear, if we ever actually get listeners, that's going to be the first piece of merch. We'll be Barf Team. Yeah, if we get if we get enough people to justify selling stuff online at some point, not to downplay the listeners we have, you guys, but there aren't enough of you for me to go out and make a big bulk order of Barf Team patches. But we could take them to the take them to that meetup. Yeah, Nebraska and hand them out. Hi, <laughs> right, we're we're Team Barf Team. That's it's not Barf Team, it's Team Barf Team. Team Barf Team. <laughs> Uh, what is that? You'll, you, <laughs> I think you've heard of us. Come on, admit you've heard of us. We're the only diesel punk Bigfoot hunting team in America. Diesel punk, yeah. We'll make a our our cardboard 1940s mech suit <laughs> that we used to to chase Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I want that so bad. It, we have to have commission uh the help uh mike mignola to do <laughs> design work for us <laughs> yeah i think we're a, a, a far cry from that money wise well you know he'd probably just love the idea so much that he would just do a whole book for us yeah to, yeah i buy that i'll drop my line yeah and say hey if you want to you know like write and illustrate this we'd be so into that yeah just sign on for us and we'll pitch it boom studios image comics one of these people's with Barf, Team Barf Team. <laughs> he did the amazing screw on head. This is much less ridiculous than that. <laughs> That's why I think it's a perfect, yeah, the perfect pitch for him. It really is. I mean, that had that had a uh, half dead dog who got pulled around from this like live taxidermy dog that got pulled around on a little cart, and Abraham Lincoln, and then the amazing screw on head. We need a we need a zeppelin though to, to tool around in. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's how we get from from mystery to mystery. <laughs> Just with a giant foot painted on the side. Huge zeppelin shows up in some tiny town. <laughs> then we rappel down into a city council <laughs> meeting. Bust in through the sea. We'll bust in through the skylight. Leave Chris Hemsworth to man the zeppelin. The rest of us rappel down. He never. He's never on the away team. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll just uh, stay here and mind the uh, mind the zeppelin. I didn't know you were a Kiwi. I thought you were Australian, Chris Hemsworth. It's Reese Darby provides the voice. <laughs> Reese Darby is gonna. It's mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, but Reese Darby's voice. Yep. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I look quite handsome. This is what my real voice sounds like. <laughs> That would be awesome. Oh, we got to make this happen. That guy. We got to win the lottery and make this happen. And then Britton Jermaine will do the theme song for us. Mm-hmm. Directed by Taika Watini. <laughs> Is Jason Momoa still in it or would he just get mistaken for Bigfoot? No, no, no. He's still in it. Okay. No, because when we hunt Bigfoot, we put Momoa in a Bigfoot costume. That's right. Because he... we came up with this earlier that, yeah. uh, that he he helps solve and... He's both the, the investigator of and generator of all the Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot stories. Because <laughs> he's just in the woods looking for Bigfoot dressed as Bigfoot. And then we're like, oh shit, it's Bigfoot. And he's like, nah, bros, it's just me. Come on, guys. That Bigfoot does a really intimidating haka. I'm pretty freaked out. <laughs> God. <laughs> Bigfoot doing a haka dance. <laughs> Somebody animate that, please. And then we... Uh, We'll have a special guest appearance by The Rock at some point. 
Uh, yeah, you gotta have the rock. Oh, he's the chief. He's the one that when we blow up the city buses, mm-hmm. that yells at us. You know how much this is gonna cost me? Uncle Sam's breathing down my neck. God damn it! That Mothman was two days away from retirement. <laughs> Got a whole team of loose cannons. So shit. Tell me more about real salamanders. Uh, where was I at? Oh yeah, the the Japanese giant salamander gets 1.44 meters or 4.7 feet long. The Japanese or the Chinese one gets almost six feet sometimes. Nice. It lived 50 years or or more. All the Japanese ones are, they're just big and it looks like they're made out of skin flaps. Yeah, I've seen pictures. Like skin, skin flaps with little legs. It's not fair. Giant reptiles and amphibians, like the bigger they are, the longer they live. And then big ass dogs live for like six years. Yeah. Like Great Danes, they will crap out after half a decade. Do you think that's just because of. Like, it's not supposed to be a Great Dane. It's supposed to be a wolf. No, because it's not supposed to be a Chihuahua, and those fuckers will live to, like, 39. Oh, good. They'll have no teeth, and they can't digest food, but they're still shivering and fucking yeah. limping around. They just shake and yeah. sit there and live four <laughs> times longer. Yeah, it's it's huh. not fair. Maybe it's because the, the genetics don't scale up right. Yeah, it's probably you lose something. They scale better in the other direction, probably. It's like... It's like all the weird shit that happens when you breed for dogs and you overbreed, like hip dysplasia and fucking there's there is a a rare but documented uh, thing in collies, just like like a lassie collie. Is that a border collie? No, I think I that's the regular just collie. a collie, whatever a lassie collie where uh, sometimes they're just born without eyes because that's where the genetics went after breeding the fuck out of these stupid dogs for the gene to make years. it look like that. Has anyone ever bred dogs for longevity? I don't know. I don't think that the Westminster Kennel Club gives much of a fuck about an old dog. They don't re- they don't they don't give rewards. There's uh, no prestige in having the <laughs> oldest dog. And here we have uh, a 73-year-old Kane Corso. His name is uh, Wingardium Leviosa. And here we have a two-year-old retriever, all of whom's siblings died of having their guts in backwards. <laughs> the owners did uh, attempt to feed them through the butt so they will poop out the mouths, but uh, unfortunately it was a failure. I need somebody who got one, like I've got a golden retriever puppy, and its guts were backwards somehow, like something was just like opposite. Neat. And it died immediately. And then they awesome. had to go get, they had to get another one because they got, you know, a purebred. Uh, uh, fuck purebreds. It's like, oh, its insides weren't connected correctly because it's <laughs> super so, inbred. Somebody keeps breeding red bone coon hounds in Indianapolis because there were a bunch. We got ours when a bunch were turned into a rescue all at once. And then we were looking, uh, we were at the Indie Humane Society last week, fucking stray purebred red bone coon hound. Huh. It's weird. It's not, it's not cool. That's. I'm curious, honestly, if anyone has, as I've never thought of or heard of that, that what if you just bred dogs for long? You could get a dog that will easily live like 25 years, yeah, 20 I mean, years. It would be tough. It would take, uh, obviously it would take a while. Yeah, it would, it would take generations of humans to even to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I bet it could be done. I assume it could. They just have them fuck all those people from that one island in Japan. 
So you just you just like bring in you just bring in a Chihuahua because they live a long time anyway, and then it has sex with one of those like centenarians in Japan who smoked four packs a day and is fine. Also, they can only eat fish and bean paste. That too. <laughs> oh hell! I think this could be done, but I, I don't. Yeah. Want, I'm not. I don't care to be involved. But no, I, I don't want anything yeah, to do. Breed with that. the longest dog. Live dog. <laughs> now breed the longest dog. All the wiener dogs you can find. I have seven foot dachshund. <laughs> so he's when your badger goes real deep into his burrow. You have to reel him up like a fishing line. Not. Not being able to see the dog when it goes down the hole bum me out. So we just bred them to be extra long so you can grab them and pull them out. Sometimes he comes out the other end of the hole and then, boy, <laughs> try to pull him one way, he's going the other. The first spineless dog. <laughs> it's just Slinky Dog from Toy Story. It's like a rope. You can just roll him up. <laughs> Boiling. Coiling your dog up. Like, Surprisingly, he still only has 18 vertebrae, or however. For under your dog, so it doesn't get kinked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hang him on the wall in the garage between hunts. <laughs> uh, I don't know enough about genetics to know. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that well, that's reasonable. <laughs> dachshunds are pretty fucked anyway because they're long. Yeah, these are just, their spine just collapses eventually. Yeah, they run into all kinds of unfortunate back problems. Just all those dogs are a mess. I love them, but that's one of the reasons I'm not allowed to have one, because of the back issues. And stand dachshunds. I love them. They're so absurd. And I when you meet, like, mean, you know. yeah, they are often just mean. But, like, that, that's a, like a breed trait is they're shitty. But you find a sweet dachshund, and you have a really nice dog that also looks like its own poop, and that's pretty cool. If I wanted a stupid little dog, I would just get a pug. <sighs> they're fucked up too. They're I know they're horribly sweet. messed up, but they they seem to be aware of that. Yeah, which I find endearing. That you're like pug, you're worthless. And they're just like, mm, well, yeah. I I know it does. It looks like somebody snapped me in the face with a frying pan, and uh, unlike unlike Goofy or Mickey, it never popped back out again. Yeah, it's they just know like yeah, I can't do that. Yep, I'm a pug. Yep. I can't breathe. That's just how we do. I'm not going to do any of those things or try. I'm just going to sit here and, and wheeze. And <laughs> I'm going to smile and my tongue will loll around. I'm just happy I'm still alive because it shouldn't be. <laughs> I should. We, by rights, all of us should should be dead. None of us should be alive. It is only, it's only through God's own salvation that we exist at all. Just working at, working at Petco made me hate little dogs except for pugs. You get a lot of but shitty... Doctors and chihuahuas would just try to bite me. Yeah. And a pug, you could just walk up and grab it. And it's like, yes! Yeah! Pet me. It's over here. Cool. I'll wiggle my butt for five seconds and then be out of breath, but I love you. Oh, crazy. And then other little dogs were just shitty. Yeah. Mean. Yeah, we're never going to get a brachycephalic dog. Never going to get one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't need any kind of dog, but... If I was forced to have a small breed dog... Probably a pug. Then it'd be like, yeah... Why not? I know he's worthless. He knows it, too. Yep. We're on the same page. You're going to have to clean his folds out. Oh, that's right. Yuck. Yeah. Eh. Could be worse. I have friends who have a mastiff, and it's gross. Yeah. 
really it's just all kinds of shit in its face the 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 mastiff puppy that we were fostering it they drool everywhere they just do and he's he god he was four months old when we gave him to his uh his his new owners 40 pounds <laughs> yeah this dog's bigger than me yeah He's gonna live for like he's gonna live for like uh, eighteen months. <laughs> yeah, and they have to have oh, I want to call them jizz rags because it's super gross and they're everywhere. That they have just like rags everywhere around the house to just grab and just like rumple mm-hmm. this dog's disgusting yep. face molds. Yep, and and they get they get drool all over the place. You have to clean up all the time. But and apparently that kind of that particular kind of mastiff. Uh, uh, Neapolitan Mastiff takes up to two years to potty train. So by the time it can piss outside, it's middle aged. <laughs> yeah. That's just a bad return on investment for a dog. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I like cats. Yeah, me too. That's why I have seven of them. <laughs> so many cats. Yeah, I know. But it's oh, okay. You need to get that the the decal for your car. That's just it's all like cats. 50, it's fifty cats. It's a lot of cats, and they think it's an old lady, and they see me, and I'm like listening to Metallica really loud, and they're like, "What the hell is happening?" You just get a a, a one cat with like a little Super Numeri Nine next to it. <laughs> is that what that's called? Yeah, it's an exponent, a little exponent cat. Expo- exponent, yeah, yeah. 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 So it looks like he has cat to the nine that's a lot of cats yes cat times itself nine times jesus oh it's just cat times cat yeah because then you don't even know how many cats no because we don't that math doesn't exist yet cat math isn't a thing although i did i did formulate a theorem i, I don't remember if i t- ever told you this i have uh my uh crazy cat lady mathematical theorem because when we had six cats before we had seven, Julie was trying to convince me, as my wife, for people listening, she was trying to convince me, oh, this is adorable kitten I saw, and, you know, let's get, get it. And I said, no, we have six cats. We don't need a seventh cat. And she said, but think of it this way. When you already have six cats. It's an economy of scale at this yeah, point. One extra cat is only 17% more work than the amount of cats that you already have. And I said, yeah, but, but that argument applies better to every subsequent cat. Right, and so point. as <laughs> then the next one's even easier. So so basically, as the limit of cats approaches infinity, the uh, the amount of effort approaches zero, and I think that is running in the subconscious of crazy cat ladies all over the world. Eventually, I'll have to do anything. Yeah, eventually, I'll have eight million cats, and and they'll all just be they'll be nothing. It's like people having too many kids. Well, the old ones just take care of the little ones. <laughs> That's a line from out. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> the fat one's watching the little one. Well, that's how... That's my snake logic. Because what's... You know, one more. Big deal. Yeah. Well, snakes are pretty low impact. That's two minutes to my day. Mm-hmm. Max. One extra mouse per week. Yeah, that's starting to stack up, though. I bet. But mice get expensive. It's going, to, going through so many rodents, it's getting... Like, so many. You're going to have to buy a separate freezer just for your rodents. And the dumb things keep they keep getting older and larger, so they eat larger prey items now. Yeah, that happens. And so that's they keep getting slowly more expensive. Man, I wonder if cavemen ever complained like that. Like, when they first were cognizant enough to, to talk about their children, they're like, whoa, Ugg have four, but keep eating too much prey. <laughs> big ones need big prey. 
Oh, forage forage expenditures are way, way up. <laughs> me hunt, me gather. They eat me out of hunt and gather. <laughs> you eat me out of gather. What next? You eat me out hunt? <laughs> it's, so, it's so stupid that just using that stupid syntax makes it slightly funnier. I know. Although it would be... I, got, I want to see now a caveman in front of a PowerPoint for the poll. Speaking, here numbers before children. Here numbers after children. You see big season problem here. Next slide, please. Here number of sex per week. Slide, please. Number of sex with cave wife per week before children. not working correctly, so some other cave person has to come in and fix it <laughs> they just have to erase the wall and then draw new fucking charcoal pictures on it slide no advance <laughs> and then you're just yelling down the cave because he's like miming a phone yes me turn on me turn off <laughs> me turn on off me turn on no work this is also what happens on sesame street when cookie monster's computer isn't working <laughs> It's just office space in a cave. Yep. <laughs> Which I would watch the hell out of that. I would too. Where it's just a an office office comedy, but with cave people. That's hilarious. Oh man! So I think we have another pilot. Me make Atlatl. Me never get to use Atlatl. It would be so Why? much better than like the <laughs> shitty cavemen, the ad cavemen who got their own shitty sitcom. Yeah. But not quite as good as Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, because that's Phil Hartman. Oh, someone did that a bit, though, where they had, like, corporate Kane to tell him about upgrading to bronze. <laughs> that's pretty and none good. Of the, none of the cavemen were down with it. They're like, but me make rock. <laughs> rock work fine. They're like, yes, but with the advantage of bronze is that you can mold it. And now we have a whole new technology tree of things that, like, but me hit rock. <laughs> What happened to me? He's like, well, we'll just advance. We'll just, you know, put you through training. and <laughs> Me made obsolete. <laughs> exactly. They're, like they're worried about layoffs. <laughs> That's pretty good. They're going to get laid off because the Bronze Age is happening. <laughs> that sounds That sounds like a whitest kids you know sort of thing. I think it was Mitchell Mitchell and Webb did that one, okay. if I remember correctly. They're pretty funny, too. It, well, I, it, I'm pretty sure because they have, a, I'm thinking, British accents. Mm-hmm. Hey, how much? Let's done? call it. How much longer? Let's call it. We're at fifty minutes. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about barf salamanders. Team, assemb- team barf team assemble. Team, yeah. Team barf team. Time to end the fucking show here. So. Here but at least go. need to make like, a comic book cover. For team barf team. Got it. Oh yes. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to The Hidden Zoo. You can uh, support us by going to, like, uh, Twitter and following us at The Hidden Zoo and telling your friends about us and uh, helping us to uh, create a Team Barf Team animated series that is most definitely going to happen. We're going to fold it into the, the GoFundMe that we started for our own fake Bigfoot convention a couple of weeks ago. So it's all going to be one big thing. All of our stupid pilots uh, and, and an old-timey circus uh, live live event uh, that's going to happen at the, the Bigfoot co- convention that we're going to make up. Um, yeah, bye. Bye.